1: Thank you for joining me, and I want to introduce you to a special guest on my show today. Uh, I think you're going to be really excited. This, um, this is Mr. Nick Hendrick. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and um, I'm going to give Nick a, a chance to tell you a little bit about himself, and um, but I'll give you a little bit of a clue. We're going to talk a little bit about communication, and not just communication, is Um, maybe the benefits of communication and how to communicate because Nick is a cyber security officer (laughs)
2: <laughs> engineer. Close enough, yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, thank you, Nick, for coming on my show. No problem. Uh, you want to tell the, uh, the listeners sure. and, and uh, viewers a little bit about yourself?
2: Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, my name is Nick Hendricks. I'm a native of San Antonio, which is where beautiful San Antonio, Texas, where we're sitting right now. Um, I am, a, as you mentioned, a cybersecurity engineer. I specialize <laughs> in the security of the cloud um, and automating that long. I could talk about it all day, but I won't bore you. <laughs> Um, a father of three kids, um, happily married and a Cub Scout leader as well. So got a pretty full plate, uh, seven year old, nine year old, 14 year old. will be 15 next week and they all present unique challenges. So, Looking Uh, forward to talking a little bit about
1: Yeah. So exciting. Um, a little bit more, Nick didn't mention that, um, um, Nick's uh, children goes to the same school that mm-hmm. m- my children have, uh, went go to and has gone to, and uh, one um, one day a few few weeks ago, uh, we were volunteering, and I just admire. you know, not many dads volunteer for PTO stuff. I mean, you know, usually you see a lot of the moms there, but I just give you a high five on volunteering and and making yourself known and supporting your children and your school. Cause it means so much. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I'm sure the PTO appreciates us for sure. Uh, but we were talking and, um, we got on the, on the topic of, you know, communication and, you know, how we, how we talk to our per our, our children and people. And, um, yeah, we're just gonna be a little bit frank here. Um, you know, a lot of, times when i'm teaching uh some some children kind of slip and, and say a few trash come trash words curse words whatever you want sure. to say and to my surprise you know you, you were saying it's not that's not a surprise and so um nick shared how he is parenting his family you and your wife parenting your family in a total different structure than how you were oh, yes. as far as communication, and and I thought that was such a great link with when I found out you were a cybersecurity engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, it it makes a lot of sense to me. You know, um, c- communication is is you, know, you can't see it, right? But the effects of it,
2: it's everything we do. Is ever- There's a layer of it too. Everything. Yeah. I mean, aside from sitting there and reading a book to yourself, but even that Mm -hmm. you're communicating with your own brain. Like the messaging is still essential to the experience.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just kind of essential to being a human
1: being. And, and, and and for, you know, and how we give our brains information, the positive information or negative information, or, or if we give our, if we give our brain information that is fearful and, and, and how we respond to that, um, as parents and as professionals, it's so important to kind yes. of break that down. So maybe, maybe you want to share a little bit. You know, you can go into as much depth or non-depth as you sure, like. Sure. But um, about what we were talking about, how you're raised and how yeah, that difference
2: is. Let's talk a little about my my journey with that. Okay. So as I said, I grew up here. Um, one of the unique situations about my upbringing was my father was uh, much older than my mother, uh, 25 years her senior. He was 62 when I was born. So he was a member of an entirely different generation than all of my, you know, fellow kids in school and friends. Uh, and as such, he had a different parenting style or lack of style, however you want to frame it. Um, but in the way he was raised, you just kind of did what your parents told you. And your opinions and your personality weren't that important. Like it wasn't something the parent was particularly engaged in. It was like, I send you to school and you figure it out and don't bother me. Um, and then he was also an alcoholic, so that, that made it a challenge as well. So when there was communication, probably three out of four times it was negative. That's a
1: high percentage. Yeah. He
2: wasn't, I mean, he was older. He he had some health problems. He had some chronic pain, drank a lot. He had a even rougher background with his, my, his mom was at one point, in middle school, her alcoholism got so bad. He'd come home to her, passed out on the floor. Mm. A few times she'd vomited herself. And
1: Oh my goodness.
2: You know, so it's, it's, he was making an incremental change and I give him credit for that. You know, I don't want to demonize my dad. He could, could he done a better job? Sure. But none of us are coming from perfect, you know, perfect background. So as long as we're trying to improve. But anyway, that gave me some pretty heavy bags to carry around, right? Because as I was learning what communication meant, it was yelling and negativity and anger and frustration. And these were what I was sort of saturated in. Um, the bright point was my mom. In spite of all that, somehow she manages to maintain a positive attitude 99.9% of the time. She is a superhero. Mm. And if it, I don't know where I would end up if it wasn't for her. Because yes, I had all of that negative interaction and him yelling at my mom and just this big ugliness. But when I could be with my mom, it's a different situation. She was nurturing, loving, caring, brought people around. So that, you know, that was a nice balance. But that negative, it's so powerful and it's so easy. That's the thing that that was always a challenge is it was as soon as the situation was less than ideal, the easiest thing to do is to get frustrated. Right. And then I go right back into that mode of being angry and kind of shutting myself off. It's the world's fault you know that's that's blaming a, yes exactly the blame the excuses mm-hmm. all of these things are things that i kind of had to carry with me into adulthood and then at, when i got there i realized wow these are really holding me back like i wasn't getting the things that i wanted to get done i didn't get college finished i dropped out went through a few relationships few different jobs just and at the same time never really looking at my perspective as a cause of my, of my problems um. So yeah, as I've gotten older and as I've matured, I've learned to look around that and be like, okay, that was then, right? Here's all this negativity that I experienced. Rather than let that hold me back, I can grow from it, right? And so I just try to keep that perspective and it's still there. It never goes away. Mm-hmm. Something less than ideal happens. There's a certain little part of me that wants to lose it, right? That wants to get upset. But as I've grown and as I've tried, I, that voice gets smaller and smaller so now I'm able to focus on the things that work.
1: At, at what point, um, maybe when, when you were little or teen, did, did you realize that you were in an environment of a lot of negativity? Or did, prob- or did you realize it?
2: I mean, it came on slowly over time, I would say. Um, and then there was a situation when I was in middle school where the family just split in half, where my mom and my sister were like one faction, and my dad and you know, he, I have uh, three brothers and sisters from his previous marriages and they were sort of over there and I was stuck in the middle cause I didn't want to pick sides. I didn't, I thought they were both full of it. Yeah. Um, even at 13. Um, but then, so that's kind of when it really put things in perspective. Of, wow, this isn't normal. You know, I didn't realize it wasn't normal mm-hmm. until the wall started crumbling mm-hmm. and then it kind of started to occur to me. Um, and that, that's both a good and a bad thing I think in high school because you're moving through some pretty uh, rough waters yeah. already, uh, and then that doesn't make the journey any easier. But it did give me that once again that perspective, because at least like I could say, okay, maybe the horizon's over there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, let's the water's choppy. But let's try going that way. And that's what I've been doing. Like in spite of setbacks, just keep trying. Yes, just-
1: in middle school. Uh, you know, the you're going through so many changes. Yes. And um not only changes with your body, changes with relationships. Oh everything. You can't understand things and you I know, changed
2: schools as well. Oh, I've wow. been in the same school my whole life mm-hmm. up till seventh grade and then I switched to I was private school, same group of kids, and then switched to public school at seventh grade. So it was tons of changes. Big changes. Yeah.
1: Big changes. Um so it' You know, I was sharing. I was sharing with Nick uh, uh, some research that um, I was reading. I sent you a few of the links, and and I'll put it in the links uh, in the description for you guys. But um, you know, I was really surprised. Uh, I I kind of in the shadows, I understand what the rationale is, but in the forefront, it doesn't make any sense. So anyway, these um these articles, these journals had uh, mentioned how, when we talk about negativity and, and communication, that cursing is really healthy. And um, that in the, especially in the world of psychology, that it, they uh, point out that, uh, you know, when someone is using a lot of, of curse words, that you're really, you know, that they're really being honest with you. Um, <laughs> that's exactly the, that's the expression that I yeah. and the, uh, that's exact the expression that I had, and so I you know I just disagree I, I just too. totally disagree, and you know you can do research on a lot of stuff and make improve just about anything, you know, and, um, and so I I thought that I I don't know if it's being rebellious or whatever or challenging I just it, I just think that um, we need to kind of explore that a little bit For because. Sure um uh, in in my background as a nurse <clears throat> and being in the military that you know in the military there's a lot of there's a lot of swearing oh, Yes. but i what I found out that what, one of my responsibilities was to to help my team learn how to communicate with each other without a lot of swearing because when people are using a lot of bad words, I have no idea what they want right. <laughs> yeah. You know I I see you're upset or I see you're frustrated but that does not tell me what you Mm-mm. need or what you want or what you desire. You're
2: not telling yourself what you need either.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so um in the medical field and if you have an emergency and somebody is swearing, they really just need to leave the room. Yes. Because they're not really being helpful. No. Um and it, and it shows that that somebody is having a meltdown. That's that's how I see uh, cursing and swearing—you know—somebody's so frustrated they can't get their words together, and so they're having a meltdown. So you need to take a break, and then come back when you can talk. And that's how I summarize totally. it. And I—I I cannot see how that is positive.
2: Well, so I, I see both sides of the argument. I think I, mm-hmm. I kind of—it's one of those, honestly, limitation of language mm-hmm. with English, whereas mm-hmm. things can mean multiple things. I—I I see two things there. One, sure, if you're if you're cursing, you are projecting your inner state right there's some frustration in there you don't understand something doesn't something doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and you're there's an outburst and it's these, these curse words or you know whatever it is and so yes okay i as an observer now see your genuine emotional state i got that well what value is that in solving the problem it's like okay it makes it creates a moment of empathy perhaps but other than that it's just a barrier right mm-hmm. it's not like you said it's it's, it's subjective. Like, I don't, okay, I get they're frustrated, but what's next, right? Like you're saying, what do they need? Mm -hmm. Um, But the other half of that is we're giving ourselves an excuse to be frustrated when we're cursing Mm -hmm. because we're just reacting as opposed to reflecting. If I feel like cursing, if I feel like going there, I make a change. Take a step back, take a breath, think about something else, whatever it is, because that tells me that I'm going down the wrong path.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if I just give in to the frustration and the swearing, I'm just going to keep going down that road. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like a guidepost. It's like, okay, if you have the insight and control enough to stop yourself when they have either before or after, I mean, it's okay to occasionally curse. We're all human, mm-hmm. everything in moderation. Um, that can be the indicator. That, hey, I need to take a step back and look in and figure that out. Don't just keep running to that because you're going to be stuck in a rut.
1: Yeah. And, and, and as, a, as, as children, I think, and you know, I don't know how much was in, in your life coming up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it you're, you're not, you're, You may be cursing at the children, and the children may see mommy or daddy is upset. Or maybe it's such a norm in the household that everybody's wearing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, how, how, how are the needs being met? They're you know, not. is it the choice of words? I'm, I'm not sure. Is it a different language? I'm not sure. But um, a lot of times what I found out when um, I usually dealt with teenagers coming in the military, you know, their, uh, their self-esteem was very low. Yes. They felt like they could not do anything right. That they were failures, and they would use the scripting words that they used that that was that was put upon them. And after a while, I really got. I'm kind of angry at the parents for, for for bringing up their children. I mean, they're they're 18, 19 years old, and so it was my. I just felt like it was my mission to show that young adult, that teen, that they are important and yes. they do have something to contribute. You know, and yeah. that they are good, and they, and and you know what, them getting in the military was the first best step that they have made, and we're going to do this together, and I'm going to help you, and you know what, we're going to learn how to communicate without a bunch without a bunch of swear words. And I'm so proud of them. So, um, so uh, you know, that's kind of been my, ex- my experience, um, and so I think you know what, I think that's what what caught my eye with that article and how much I yeah. disagree with it.
2: There's yeah. a lot to that topic.
1: Yes, yes. How about you?
2: Yes, yeah, so I, I mean, as you mentioned, yeah, I grew up with a lot of this.
0: Be sure and pick up a copy of Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy.